0: Hello, Friendship fam. Thanks for joining in. We're joining you from Friendship Church Studios in beautiful Shakopee, Minnesota. Thanks for engaging. Joel and I are here with Pastor Mike Golay. We're excited to have you join us today. We want to encourage you to grab some coffee, buckle up, and enjoy the ride on this week's episode of your Friendship Church podcast.
1: Hey church fam, Joel here, and I want to let you know that Friendship 101 is coming up this Sunday at our Shockby campus at 1215 right after our second service. Whether you are brand new to Friendship Church or have been coming for quite a while, Friendship 101 is the place for you. Enjoy lunch while you hear from our pastors, meet staff members, and get to know some important things about Friendship Church and learn about our mission and vision get your questions answered, and find out about taking next steps with your faith and Friendship Church. Kids, families are welcome to attend. And there's lunch, May 23rd, Shockby Campus, right after second service. Come on in.
0: Friendship fam, we want to thank you for joining us. Joel and I are in the studios without Matt Clausen. Yes. And it's... It's phenomenal. I mean, there's, it's a breath of fresh air. It <laughs> tastes good. i just kidding. We miss Matt when he's not here. I suppose. Yeah, I guess. But I am super excited because Mike Golay is with us. And uh, I, most of our listeners are going to recognize Mike. He's the former pastor here. And uh, Mike, I, I, I was trying to think of your official title at Behold Israel. What's your official title? Yeah, Director
2: of Operations. And so I manage the organization and the ministry uh, staff. We do all of the planning, the coordination of events. Uh, everything goes through me. And I work very closely with uh, Amir, my brother-in-law, who's the president. And then we have two other people on our leadership team. One's mm-hmm. the finance director, and the other is uh, Director of Donor and Logistic Services.
0: Wow. Wow. I... Mike, I'll just tell you, I have appreciated coming into Friendship Church and your leadership that just kind of, I don't know, it, it's been a hand-in-glove situation for me personally, and uh, just the work that you've done in the past, and then you've stayed connected, yeah. and and you're still here on Sundays when you're in town, and it it's just been super encouraging to have you here. I yeah, want absolutely. To know that. It's, uh, this, this is my church. It's always
2: been my church. Um, I just Play a different role, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, one of the board members uh, smilingly said to me, "How does it feel to be quote a civilian now?" I think it's I think it's <laughs> great. You get to enter in with your family, and uh, there's there's yeah. no responsibility if uh, a fan's not working or the AC is too <laughs> yes. too uh, you know a flood in the bathroom. I don't have to you know or worry worry about lockup. It is just so delightful, Pastor, to know that we have a like minded, perfect fitting organ with the same blood type Mm. that got infused into our body, and that is you, and it's certainly true of Pastor Matt.
0: Yeah, Mm. yeah. Amen. Thank you. Well, and it's so encouraging when, whenever I'm done praying, and I'll look up and you know, sometimes you're, you're in my periphery and you're holding up a sign that's like 7.5, 8.2, <laughs> no, you know, so. No, that's <laughs> No, <laughs> that's a, just, those little flip cards. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's got his whole family lined <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, so uh. oh, that's so good. Dang. Uh, so we, we want to jump right in, and I know Joel wants to take us. He has a deep question for us, that wants to get us off the ground. Mike,
1: I've known you, uh, I've been a part of friendship for 11 years now. I always say 10, but now it's 11 mm. with like a little gap because I went back to school. And uh, so I've known you for a, th- a third of my life, uh, but I've never known one thing about you. Uh oh. Um, if you were a Mr. Potato Head, what would your name be?
2: Oh. My, my name would be Mr., uh. first of all, and I would have a gender. Okay. <laughs> And I would be Mr. Potato Mike. Really? Yep. Mr. Potato Mike.
1: I, I was hoping, I thought you would say, uh, potato go lay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that was the first thought that came into my mind, but uh, <laughs> I didn't want
0: to say it, so you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I, I apologize. Uh, I, I just, I don't know what to say to you right now, but... Uh, well, like Joel sorry. said,
2: we've known each other for 10, 11 years, and it's I, I, I could
1: see
0: that one coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah, of so.
1: my mind, Yeah. <laughs> Thank no, you. that's
0: great. That's great, uh, but seriously, Mike, m- maybe before we jump into s- kind of the topic of today with Israel and what's happening there, um, tell tell the listeners a little bit about Behold Israel, and and maybe just in terms of uh, your mission and goal. Well, what is that? Behold
2: Israel started with tours. My brother-in-law Amir, uh, he's an Israeli. He started leading tours back in the late 90s, and he was good at it, one of the best. Here's a believer, he's an Israeli, he provides biblical insight, not just historical and sociological insight on all these sites in Israel. And one day, it, we had a men's group, and a uh, young men's group at the time, and he brought us aside, I'll never forget it, it was right there in Haifa. He said, I'm thinking about establishing a ministry with all of these pastors and churches that come to Israel, they're inviting me to their churches to speak on the Bible and prophecy. Mm. And it was growing fast, as early as the early 2000s. And at at that stage, it was just a mere was, behold Israel. It was Mm -hmm. kind of just a a concept. Um, As the years went by in 2014, the... The, the Behold Israel ministry was officially born and a nonprofit organization was started in the United States hmm. and uh, there was a board member and then uh, another board member that came on and then he, he approached me uh, and said look I really we could really use you we could really mm-hmm. use some help and at that time of course I was pastoring at friendship and I loved every aspect of pastoring and mm-hmm. so I said no And the mission of Behold Israel has always been to behold that which is Israel, Mm. the apple of God's eye. The country is is a statement of prophecy, Ezekiel 36 and 37 make that clear. That's Mm post-Holocaust, the dry bones. And in a way, I thought, you know, this is a genius ministry, it's very unique, Uh, that's why we do tours to get people to behold that which is Israel. Mm. We do teaching all over the world to get people to see what the Bible is saying about not only Israel, but now, Mm -hmm. the times that we live in and specific prophecies that the Word of God said would happen in the, quote, latter days. Mm -hmm. And then we have a huge online presence, which ballooned when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And that's what really, really uh, expanded this ministry. And we've had to make several Mm -hmm. new hires over the last year. And we'll see what this year holds, mm-hmm. but yeah, behold, Israel was a concept that came out of tour guiding and uh, triggered a whole bunch of requests for speaking engagements wow. around the world.
0: Wow! You know, I when when people start talking about prophecy, I'll just be honest with you, Mike. I, I get nervous. I get really nervous because I've uh, you know we've had all of these um, really poor examples in at least in the West in the American culture. And so when I first started listening to Amir and Behold Israel I was overwhelmed with the the centrality of the scriptures and and bringing us back to the word of God I mean it wasn't pie in the sky I had a dream this happened, so we know that God spoke to me. Kind of, it's word based, and I love that. Mm. I love that about what you guys do.
2: Well, it's a very sensationalized topic. There's no yeah. end to the kooks and the uh, people that cook videos on YouTube mm-hmm. and come up with the craziest uh, conclusions. Mm-hmm. And we see ourselves as hopefully, and I say this with the utmost humility, mm-hmm. a reliable source not only for the Bible, but also for events going on in the Middle East which are so twisted by the media as well. So uh, the Bible said in the last days, People will exchange the truth for the lie, and mm-hmm. apostasy will increase and crescendo after the rapture, 2 mm-hmm. Thessalonians chapter 2. So it's a, it's a mission that we have, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of fruit job, fruit cakes out there, uh, there's a lot of crazy ideas, yeah. and we're trying to get people to see what the Bible actually says, mm-hmm. and then
0: not over-sensationalize the times, as many are doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of led us right into where we're at today, right? I mean, with what's going on in Israel, there's depending on the news source you're listening to, uh, there it's all over the place, and it's hard to know even even what to believe. So maybe you could encapsulate some of that, and and then in the grander scheme, what what does this mean with prophecy? How, do, or does it mean anything?
2: Well, I was shocked when I transitioned from friendship to behold Israel how fast the situation in the Middle East and the world funneled towards specific Bible prophecy. Hmm. I didn't realize this would happen so fast in my life. And so I felt like it was it was incumbent upon me to write up a teaching on markers of where we're at in the prophetic discourse. Mm-hmm. Um and I have that sermon, and I'll cover some of the points right now just for the sake of time. Mm-hmm. But it, let me center in on Ezekiel 36:37 where it talks about the dry bones, which mm-hmm. I believe to be at least metaphorically of their spiritual state. But I do take it literally, and I believe that is a Holocaust, the Holocaust. Mm. And then coming from that, he predicts the, from the four corners of the earth, the Jews coming back to their homeland which of course happened in 1947 and 48. Shockingly, in Ezekiel 38 and 39, and I've preached my guts out on these passages for years Mm -hmm. in friendship, so friendship people, forgive me (laughs) if this is coming out of your ears, but for the newbies, you need to understand Mm. that when we get to 38 and 39, it predicts a coalition of forces in north of Israel, led by Russia, with Turkey, Iran, Libya, Sudan involved. Hmm. We have that right now. And then in, in, those, in those chapters as well, it predicts that Sheba and Dedan and the ships of Tarshish will criticize the intentions of this coalition to invade Israel.
1: Mm.
2: Isn't it interesting, last year, Bahrain, United Arab Emirates, forged peace with Israel, mm-hmm. which now makes sense. Saudi's in line, Oman is in line, and they are all going to be very critical of these Islamic nationalists from the north that want to take over Israel. So those markers, uh, Jesus himself said, when you see the fig tree symbolizing Israel come back to life, you know that the events of the tribulation are near. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is a riveting uh, statement. And, and just a few more things. Let, let, let's leave that aside. The Bible also predicted an increase in lawlessness, mm-hmm. apostasy, which includes false teaching, Mm -hmm. but it also includes the world departing from truth and trying to construct their own reality. Mm -hmm. Have we not seen that with sexual confusion? Have we not seen that with how we treat finances, Mm -hmm. education, and all of the levels that the Truth Project warned us that this would
0: happen when Mm -hmm. that came out in the 90s?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, even even when that was happening in the 90s, you know, there were there were there were some of these that we were we were grabbing towards and saying, "Oh, okay, could this be one of the markers?" But there were other things that weren't there, and even in the midst of COVID, I think our eyes have opened up in a way that we've said, "Oh, well, I don't know that this is the end, but I think I can see it from this from this yeah. hill, right?" I mean, I don't know how many valleys are between us, but I think I can see the end from here. It makes sense. Yeah, the the Bible uh, says that we
2: we have been in the last days since the ascension of Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. even Peter, you know, quoted Joel, mm-hmm. and the last days uh, are those days where the gospel goes out to the nations. The Gentiles come to faith. But then the marker, the true marker, is actually the fig tree of Israel coming back to life. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at right now. And if that's true, you'd expect apostasy, lawlessness, all these, all of these other... Scoffing, all these other markers to really start to accelerate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd have to see that globally, and not just nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, because if... Let's just say, Pastor Kenny, if you take Israel out of the equation and this coalition forces and the Holocaust never happened... You could make a case, like many others have before, that were in the end times. I mean, they were saying that in the Middle right. Ages. Uh, they said that under World War II, okay? Right. And so, you know, it's not like—I'm not saying like, hey, you know, um, nobody has believed that we're really there in the past, because right. they really did, in some ways even more than we do. But now we have actual factual realities yeah. that hauntingly should move every listener to do a self-audit and ask yourself one question. If all of this is true, what is my role in this, and am I ready right now if the Mm -hmm. Lord comes in the air? If you, if let's say Jesus came right back right now, Kenny, as we're speaking, and listener, as you're listening to this, if you said, Oh, give me 30 minutes, I need to go take care of some things, and then I'm ready for rapture. I, I just need to make a few phone calls, delete my internet cash, and I need to, I need to, you know, uh, right. dump out some bottles in my hidden cabinet, you know, then just give me 30 minutes, Jesus, and then I'll be good to go. If that's you, you might want to think things through a little bit there. Yeah. As yeah. the bride of Christ being ready.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. That's a good word. We could just end right there, Joel.
1: <laughs> we still got some time left.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, let's use it then. <laughs> so, so Mike, then then let's go ahead and talk about what's what's happening with Israel right now. Um, do you do you have any sort of sense that it's connected to these end time prophecies directly or loosely? Uh, and then maybe you could help us navigate uh, where where we should be looking for information because there, it's mm. it's tricky. Like like I said, these news sources. You know, uh, one agency is producing uh, some data that seems to contradict another agency. And it's like, I, I don't know who to believe or where we go with this.
2: Yeah, it's an honor to be able to speak to that. Yes, there is a connection. Iran is one of the coalition forces that the Bible predicted would invade Israel for its resources. Iran hates Israel. They've been threatening Israel forever. Everyone knows it. If anybody doesn't think that's true, is just has their head up, head up their sand had mm-hmm. head, head in the sand. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> nice. und, under Under the previous uh, presidential administration, under Trump, he basically shut down the Iran deal because he knew the truth that Iranians will take any money we give them, even though we're thinking that we're paying them off to not develop nuclear weapons they will develop nuclear weapons with any money they get they don't care they'll sign any contract they'll they'll go against it and uh, Mm -hmm. we know that through intelligence sources both our intelligence sources and the israelis and the british as well so this war was prepared in cahoots with iran and islamic jihadist groups and hamas specifically which is the local terror network in gaza Mm -hmm. they run gaza it's a bunch of gangster terrorists the money that we have been giving them and the other nations is what's funding these rockets. They planned this around Jerusalem Day, which is the day the Jews celebrate the unification of Jerusalem when they want it back and were able to expel the Jordanians living there in 1967. That's mm-hmm. what we call the Six-Day War. Mm-hmm. The Iranians want the destruction of Israel. They were, they were counting on a weak U.S. administration that won't act, which of course is true. The US administration hasn't really said much about this. Um, And the thing they failed to see was the Israelis, even though they're fractured in their government, Netanyahu's facing four charges of corruption at least, they were assuming they could take back Jerusalem, Mm. that's the Palestinians, and erect the flag of Islam and the sovereignty of Islam. Mm. The thing that they did not factor in is that the Israelis would respond with great force now, what this will do as we continue with weak leadership in the United States, with uh, weak policies in the Middle East basically letting them do what they want, with Netanyahu facing probably an inevitable you know a transition, Israelis will end up probably, and I hope it doesn't happen, but it, the Bible you know makes it clear that this coalition of Ezekiel 38 and 39 will invade mm-hmm. the the recipe, is being assembled for the courage of these nationalists to, to invade Russia, Turkey, and Iran, each having their own agenda. So this this war right now, and it is a war, is going to discredit a lot of these countries. And then the Arabian countries are going to criticize their intentions in the future, which is precisely what the Bible says. And also the Americas will probably not want to get involved either. And they, the ships of Tarshish, however you take that, I take that to be the Western powers, Hmm. will look on and and ask the question, but nobody will want to get involved. That battle in Ezekiel 38 and 39 says that the Lord will fight on behalf of the Jews, and the nations will know it. Hmm. Not that they'll come to faith, but they'll know it. So we'll see, Pastor Kenny, the the, the sources we have. One, we have people in the IDF and within uh, the Society of Israel, that have been in in, in the IDF and have still connections with what's going on Mm -hmm. with with the situation there. We also have people within the Palestinian authorities that secretly and uh, even with fear are telling what's going on to close friends. Mm. Um, We also utilize some some very reliable Israeli sources, media sources, ones that you wouldn't necessarily uh, find uh, online the the sources to look out for are CNN they're politicized you definitely need to look out for A- MSNBC you're you're only going to get sour grapes from those from mm. those agencies these are these are leftist agencies that are pro-palestinian corrupt and rusted metal mm. so be careful
0: i see i see well i you know i i always get nervous talking about uh, politics and the Bible, and but at the same time, the the Bible addresses it. And as uh, as we look at uh, these times, I, we have to be uh, as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. And um, I I just I really appreciate you you pointing us in that direction. One of the things that you you mentioned earlier is this issue of self audit. Mm. Uh, I. I just I really appreciate that, you know. When I when I look at uh, the messianic prophecies, you know, there's over over 300 specific messianic prophecies, and and we see all of those fulfilled except for the ones that address the Lord's return. In the Bible, there are around 2,000 prophecies. Again, all of them are fulfilled except for the return. Like if if you're just um, going on percentage, you better get things right. Like th- we, are, we are definitely headed in a direction, and uh, the self-audit, is a, it's, it's important.
2: It is very important. And in the didache, which yeah. was the doctrines of the early church, yeah. they actually very much emphasize self-audit, mm-hmm. you know, because we're in the last days. Paul, when he talked about communion... Uh, in his Corinthian uh, address, said, before you take communion, Mm -hmm. examine yourselves. And so every day... I am with everybody, I struggle, mm-hmm. I'm a man, I have the same temptations as everyone else. Mm. But uh, I don't want to be that guy when Jesus returns and says, give me 30 <laughs> minutes, I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, I just don't want to be that guy. Right. And uh, you, the listener, you say, well, what is there like a standard? Is there a set standard? I think it's, uh, can you reasonably have a clean conscience to know you've done due diligence and that in your heart that you can say you're walking with with the Lord. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? You wake up every day, you say, Lord, today is yours, I'm gonna Mm -hmm. follow you, live, die, sink or swim, and I'm going to apply the scriptures with the power of the Holy Spirit in me and uh, let the results be on you alone and I will not fear man in the process.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, great word, especially this fear piece, because we we look at what's happening worldwide and it's easy to be scared, Uh, but the Lord has it all under control. He's got a plan in all of this and he's living it out. You mentioned this earlier, how Israel is, uh, is, is really revealing God through this, these prophecies. Yes. In fact, this is
2: what substantiates, listener, the faith. Think about it. As, as horrible as these times are, you get to take the Bible, and you get to show it to your non-believing friends and say, here's what the Bible said, here's where we are, Every one of these events substantiates the truth of the Bible. That's something we can say in this generation, having a front row seat to all this, as opposed to believers a hundred years ago that couldn't. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the state of Israel. They didn't have the coalition. They didn't have the acceleration of apostasy and scoffing. I mean, they had that, but they didn't have it to the extent we do. Mm -hmm. And the list goes on of these markers.
0: Yeah. Yep. Amen. Well... Believers, we, we love you, and we want to give you an opportunity to respond in faith, and that's, that's really what, uh, where we're going today. Do you have just a moment to pause and ask the Holy Spirit to work in your own heart? Holy Spirit, is there anything that I have been uh, holding, that I've been keeping from you? And then to turn that over to God, because the reality is the Word of God is true, and it's accurate, and we're all going to stand in front of this holy God one day, and we're seeing this evidenced in our daily lives, even, even before us right now. Pastor Mike, I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank you for loving the Lord and in faith stepping out even with Behold Israel. Thank you, my brother. God bless you. Thank you, brother.
1: Well, friends, that was a fun time getting together with Pastor Mike Golay from Behold Israel, formerly our Shakopee pastor here at Friendship Church. And, uh, you know, ultimately everything we do on this podcast is to point us to fall at the feet of Jesus each and every day. And uh, that's the ultimate goal, to encourage you in that, to help us to become better disciples of of looking at Jesus and, and longing for him and the day he returns thanks again for jumping in. We'll see you next time on your Friendship Church Podcast.